The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Hour 3 is powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com, reinventing men's health care. It is Ben McKee, Jason Swain, live here from the Low T Center studios. One last hour for the week. Wow. Tennessee, South Carolina, tomorrow. And um, I don't know where South Carolina football fans have gotten all this, uh, all, all this confidence from, especially when it comes to Tennessee. I understand having confidence in improving, upgrading your roster, but like the confidence that some of the Carolina fans have for their chances against Tennessee, I don't I don't I don't get it. Because last time I checked, the game was over in the first quarter. You had a nice finish in the SEC, but it wasn't against Tennessee. Like your finish was against other teams. You beat a Florida team that was done, that gave up, that had all these issues. You get credit for the finish, but let's not get crazy here, Carolina fans. Let's not get out of hand here. It was over in the first quarter. Basketball, it's not going to be pretty tomorrow. It shouldn't be pretty tomorrow. It's not even a game where Carolina should even have a chance with five to eight minutes left in the game. But this confidence from the, the Gamecock fans, I don't know where it comes from. I feel bad for our South Carolina ball fans. You, you got to listen to this. Like we hear about Tennessee fans being delusional at times, but my goodness, how delusional can you be if you are a Carolina fan and you, you talking junk about football to a Tennessee fan after that drumming? That makes no sense at all to me. Let's get to the phones. Get to Chad. Chad, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, Chad. Hey, man, I like you talking about that South Carolina ball fans. I live over here in Aiken, South Carolina. I'll be at the game tomorrow. Oh, you're awesome. right. They're uh, they're crazy. What's wrong? What's wrong with them, Chad? <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know where it comes from. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't so, get it. So I got a question about this NIL thing. Yeah. I've been listening to all the stuff that Jimbo Fisher's been saying. Mm-hmm. So what happened? And I don't know if anybody else has had this thought, but what happens when these boosters that just spent $32 million on this class, watch them do another couple of, uh, you know, eight, nine, ten win seasons with them? Well, Texas A&M money, that money down there, uh, it's, it's, it's just different. So, listen, they decided to pay Jimbo Fisher all this money, and they gave him more money to keep him, to keep him there, and he hasn't. He hasn't necessarily knocked the ball uh, out of the park except for the one season where they were the, the team looking out of the college football playoff. But, 
I mean, his his record not too far from Kevin Sumlin. So like they don't mind they don't mind throwing that money around. To be honest, Chad. Now I don't know the number on what was spent for this class. I think that's where Jimbo Fisher kind of could make a point and have an argument because no one's going to really know that number, right? But Jimbo knows for a fact that they use the NIL and the ability to, 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 to offer, promise kids dollars to get them to come. And it's okay, Jimbo. It's legal now. You don't have to be so defensive about it. They're going to spend money, Chad, down there. And that's the thing that I, I think Kirby and Nick and Lane a little worried about is they know they don't have that money. No one has that money. Yeah, I guess maybe it's a drop in the hat to them. I, I was just thinking eventually they're either going to get tired of paying money for coaches to underachieve with players or they're going to get a new coach. Yeah. So I wonder if it just wraps us up the pressure a little bit on people like old Jimbo. I mean, he got he got he got, his buyout is ridiculous. He has the largest buyout in the SEC in the country. It's like ninety something million dollars. So you're uh, you're right. I can handle that pressure. Yeah, yeah. He he ain't going anywhere. But and who cares if he get fired? It, may, it, may, it might be best for him to tank and get fired. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they're gonna pay him that buy, <laughs> that buyout. But it is a fair question that it, all right, if we are putting all this money into this this pot for NIL. Well, and maybe we're not getting maybe the Jimbo's the wrong doing. coach. Maybe Jimbo, like you said, that's the wrong coach to use as an example. But, I mean, you, you get, say, some of the boosters, and, and it's a lot smaller money, but you got boosters shelling out money at places like Missouri or, you know, schools where maybe the money's just not that deep. Does NIL put more pressure on coaches to perform if boosters are digging into the pocket? Yeah, I think I think if you take any place, you know, not, not A&M or not Alabama, not Georgia, and you've develop some momentum on the recruiting trail and it is because NIL and then those results don't match the results you had on the trail do you still get that support financially from those boosters and donors to support NIL that's a that's a fair and really really good question I think Tennessee is a good example to use like all right we get you know we had a nice close to our signing class and you gotta uh, you, you gotta show some some love to Spire and, and, and kind of what they were able to set up to to, to help with some of those efforts, but like, all right, if, if, if Josh Heupel and company are not producing on the field, then does the fundraising um, efforts, are they harder? Are they easier? I mean, you wonder that. I don't know. All right, man. Well, y'all have a good weekend. Hey, thank you. You too. I know one thing. It opens up the door for more criticism of the players. Heck yeah, man. They they are, in a way, professional athletes. To And I say in a way because they're not being paid to play football. Yeah. I, I think people are forgetting this. Like, they're not making money to play football. They're, they're making name off their, their name, image, and likeness. That, that Technically, is, they're not making money to play football, but because they're not getting a salary, but they are making money to play football. <laughs> so, yeah. They are, obviously, because you, you you get an NIL deal because of what you do on the field and 
your brand is made off of what you do on the field, on the court, on the diamond. So, like, I, I get that, but it's it is there is a difference in pay for play and NIL. There is a difference. Yeah, like you got players who are getting NIL deals before they even stepped on campus. So. It's different than seeing a, a Steph Curry Subway commercial or, you know, uh, guys that actually have done something on the, on the, on the field or the court, and they, they have a personality, and they are marketable. You know, seeing a Marshawn Lynch on Uber Eats or whatever, like, you, you, that's different than an incoming freshman that has not played any, but he already has a big deal, and he already has promised this type of money. Like, yeah, he... He technically is not an employee like an NFL player, but he is certainly paid to, to, to play. And like, there's and, always going to be. And the scrutiny should be and will be a lot heavier for those type of players. Yes. It's, I mean, it's only fair. Like, I, I've i always tried to to, to, to punch with, with boxing gloves on when discussing college athletes and, and criticizing them because at the end of the day they're still 17 to 24 year olds young some of them are still kids some of them are young men and I've always tried to kind of be cautious in in how I criticize may try to be funny here or there but don't want to to be over the top and and be disrespectful and that part won't change for me personally anyways like I'll I'll Never try to be disrespectful, over the top disrespectful to somebody, but like the way we criticize professional athletes, I mean that that's starting to bleed over into to college. Like they they are getting paid, like professional athletes do. Not not in terms of how much money, but in in terms of just making money off of their name, image, and likeness. And like Hendon Hooker and Cedric Tillman and. Drew Gilbert, Evan Russell, John Fulkerson, it opens them up more for criticism. It, absolutely, it, it, absolutely. It does. The, yeah. the same way we criticize coaches and whatnot. Absolutely, man. It, it's fair. So I'll, I'll I'll still have some form of boxing gloves on. Especially but like, I may take them off, be more willing to take them off. Well, especially if there's, like, uh, any any signs of, like, selfishness or any signs not of... Not playing hard. Not playing hard. That's more or, so what I'm referencing, or, to. Or, you know, there's, like, a, a, a noticeable difference in the intensity level. Yes. Um, hey, man. This is part of it. Like, you want to be, be paid like a professional, you want to be treated like a professional, then this is what comes with it, too. So, you got to take care of your business. Um Cedric Tillman seems to understand, you know, in his comments yesterday, he says football come first. You got to stay humble and you got to continue to work hard and understand that these opportunities come from what you have done on the field. And some of, some of these players around the college football, you know, think that you should just get a deal just because. No, man, you got to do something. Like Alabama, like you may get a, you might get some cash for going to Alabama may get a charge or whatever but like <laughs> you ain't getting an nil deal until you actually do something do something first and, but, but alabama can do that though yes. like they can have that that posture um 
other schools may not. They may have to, you know, get NIL deal, use the NIL to get players to come there and give them deals before they do anything on the field. But like Cedric Tillman understands it. He is very mature. He gets it 100%. And the more players that adopt the, 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 the mindset of Cedric Tillman, the better. The better. It's nice, man. Man, all your hard work is paid off. You put yourself in a position, put some money in your pocket. That's awesome. But it doesn't change, and it shouldn't change, your approach to the game. Because this is this is really chump change in the grand scheme of things. Like, you're trying to play the next level. Even if these guys, if we, I'd say we got guys with six-figure deals. Let's just say you had one player strike a $100,000 NIL deal. To us, that's a lot of money. But, like, it's really not. When you're talking about the opportunity on the other side of the door, which is in the NFL, $100,000 is nothing. So don't ruin your opportunity now by not being focused, not being humble, because you get a little $100,000, $200,000 here and ruin your opportunity to go make 700 to 800 minimum salary <laughs> per year. So Tillman, Tillman has it figured out. And most of the, all of the Tennessee athletes that, that I'm aware of that are truly racking in the NIL deals have had that mindset. At least they're, they're saying the right things publicly. They, 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 like Tillman and those comments and, and, and Hooker. Yeah. They, like I've heard Drew Gilbert. I, I've heard Evan Russell. I've heard John Fulkerson. All, publicly, they have all said the correct things and realized. And, I mean, it's pretty simple to realize. It doesn't take a whole lot of common sense to realize that if you don't make plays on the court, on the diamond, on the field, you're not going to make any money. I mean, it's it's pretty simple. You have to make plays in order to make money. And not be a knucklehead. Correct. Yeah, can't be a knucklehead. So, and, and like to your point about Alabama not necessarily giving a, a ton to maybe incoming guys, like they're established guys. I mean, there there is risk in this thing for businesses, mm-hmm. just like there is when when you invest in a professional after they're drafted. Shoe mm-hmm. contracts. I mean, you never know how they're going to work out, but I mean, there, there's always going to be a little bit of of risk uh, with with guys coming in because always. you don't know how they're going to act. And, and and you don't know for sure that they're going to make plays. So, I mean, that's part of I mean, nobody regrets an NIL deal more than Dr. Pepper. Putting DJ Uwe Ungalale on, on, on one of their commercials. That was the biggest waste of money ever. I realize he's the quarterback at Clemson. Clemson's been hot in college football lately. But he had an awful year. I guarantee you he will not be back. I bet you it is if they decide to do another NIL deal. It'll be Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Maybe Will Anderson. But I think that they would go quarterback. And the football junkies know who Will Anderson is. The, the common fan knows who Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud is. Yeah. yeah. It go. ain't going to be DJ again, though. I'll tell you that. No. no. <laughs> he, may, he may get a Mr. Pibb commercial. No, they may, they a they a may Diet put, Pepper. They may put him in the uh... – Diet Dr. Pepper. The Dr. Pepper you know, commercials, what's it called, Fansville? Might put him as an extra. Uh, he'll, yeah, when when you go like online and you see the <laughs> online commercials, but he, he, he'll, the, you go to Costco or Sam's and they have like the off-brand Dr. Peppers or whatnot. Kirkland. That that's what 
DJ's going to be bringing in. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, let's go Turkey Man. Turkey Man, good morning. Good morning, guys. What's up, Turkey Man? Yeah, I was trying to get this uh, speakerphone un- unhooked when you called my name, and uh, my phone wouldn't hit the right button. So I, I was punching. Hey, how much, uh, you remember back uh, when uh, uh, Cam Newton went to Auburn, mm-hmm. and it was a, uh, how how much was that deal supposedly supposed to be in? Allegedly 180000 Okay. What would Cam Newton be now? Ooh. What would what would uh, what would that uh, what would you ha- what would you have to pay to get a Cam Newton now? Um, no less, probably no less than a quarter, or no less than probably no less than a. It depends, man, because you know he was at he was at JUCO, and his yeah. his you know his his style fit perfectly what Auburn wanted to do. So it wasn't like it was Andrew Luck coming out of high school or Trevor Lawrence coming out of high school. You had a, a guy in Cam Newton that had some questions about throwing the football and stuff like that. And remember, Mississippi, Mississippi State was in. Um, there was, a, I think, Tennessee uh, was was a little bit in, you know, that, that uh, what, what, I think Kiffin, Kiffin and carry over from Dooley. So like it wasn't like everybody in the country was trying to get Cam Newton out of uh, JUCO. Uh, so that has a they have a lot to do with the, the price being driven up is when you have other people uh, in in the equation. So uh, you know, probably probably half a million dollars somewhere around there for Cam Newton coming I, out coming I, out right now, depending on what system he goes to. Yeah, I think it would be a ton of money. Cause I remember thinking why do you think it would be a ton of money? Because I remember thinking at the time, holy cow, that's a whole lot of money. Like when when that when that started circulating and, and allegedly was the rumor, I remember thinking, man, that is a whole lot of money. And if that was a whole lot of money back then, I think he'd get a whole lot more money now. I mean, only 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 you know, seemed like two schools was in it. You yeah, know, but for, can't, with, with Cam, so he had he had not done what he had did at Auburn. In, in that 2010 season, at, he burst on the scene. Yeah, like so we got to we got to remove. I realize that. Yeah, we, yeah, we got to remove the 2010 season. Yes, and what he did in the NFL, we got to like remove that from our brain, which is hard to do. And think about him as a recruit coming out of JUCO, Blend um, Community College, from right there in Texas. Him coming out and the suitors, which was really like Auburn, Mississippi State. Yeah, that that that's a good point. Well, what about? Uh... You remember Ole Miss, uh, Hugh Freeze debacle, and the and the uh, uh, he had all those great players, but he really didn't have a a really top of the line. He had a decent quarterback, but if he'd had a Joe Burrow type quarterback with all the players that he had, they would have been unbeatable, I think. Well, a lot of teams would be unbeatable with Joe Burrow. <laughs> well, that's what I'm trying to say. That's, that's why when you think, and the reason I'm saying that, you got uh, Arch Manning's, uh, there's about three quarterbacks coming out that, that uh, I mean, if, if, if the team gets them, uh, they make a difference. I mean, Georgia dodged the bullet. I mean, it, it, it panned out for them. But I'm telling you what, 
if if that wide receiver had not got hurt just a, for Alabama, they was in trouble. I mean, it had been it been it been same same. So that that uh, that these uh, these big defensive uh, linemen that they had they was sucking for air. They, uh, he'd have been sucking for air again because uh, they did the same thing during in the playoff game. You gotta have you gotta have those Jimmys and Joes. And when you got the you got the, the Jimmy, you got it. You know, like a stargazer, right, Turkey Man? Like, like a stargazer. That's like. what I think. <laughs> That's exactly what I think. That's exactly uh, you're, what I you're, you're exactly right, Turk man. You need the Jimmys and the Joes as much as you need the coaching. No doubt about it. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Swim event fuel by day and barbecue. Yeah, because Cam burst onto the scene, so I guess I I I agree with you because. Like if Cam came back nobody after knew. the championship season, then we talking that's different. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, ab- absolutely. But Cam, nobody really knew Cam Newton until he started playing. No, nobody had any idea that he was about to put together one of the greatest individual seasons in the history of college football. Yeah, and and be one of the all time great college football quarterbacks. Nobody, I didn't, I followed college football. Obviously, I didn't follow it in depth. Like I do now, but I, I I don't recall there being a ton of Cam Newton hype. I'm, I mean, I'm sure there were amongst Auburn fans because of his potential, but uh, those those who were not around Auburn, I, I don't remember there being around a, a, a ton of hype around Cam. So he would have gotten a nice bag to, to go to Auburn, but not maybe not the bag that I was initially expecting. Yeah, but if he would have come back to school for another year, or if he was coming out of high school. Like when he came out of Georgia and went to Florida at first, then that's diff- that's a different ball game. That's a different ball game. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Going to the text box when we return from uh, this quick break. Stay with us. You're listening to the Swain event. You don't say. Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Yeah! In this day and age, the way we work is changing and evolving. Businesses still moving forward despite your work location changing and supply shortages affecting a number of different areas. Office furniture is not immune to the halt in the supply chain. This is why Office Furniture Outfitters has purchased desks, chairs, and tables in bulk to provide you with in-stock options for your place of business, no matter if it's in an office building or at your house. Office Furniture Outfitters is the local supplier for Herman Miller, and they keep Aeron chairs in stock. They will come to your office, lay out, and make recommendations. No project is too big or too small. You can visit them on location at 17th Street and Grand Avenue in the Fort Sanders area or online at OFONOX.com. Or give them a call at 865-524-3003. Office Furniture Outfitters, providing East Tennessee's biggest selection and best value for office furniture since 1995. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, 
Do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill, or call 865-693-5400. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself, but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you, because when you look good, you feel good. Go to Mark Nelson Denim Com. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knox Hill for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you, so you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home.
go around the SEC. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. And um, it seems like nothing went on out, you know, in the SEC outside of uh, Pete Golden and, and Byron, uh, Brian Harson, future there at Auburn. But uh, Ben was able to muster up some, some news and notes from the SEC yesterday. Yeah, there were a couple of things. Nothing major outside of Brian Harson's immediate future at Auburn being in question and old Pete Golding getting arrested for a DUI. He did release a statement saying that I am deeply sorry for the actions that led to my arrest last night. I sincerely apologize to my family, everyone in our organization, including our players, Coach Saban, the staff, the University of Alabama, and our fans. Regardless of the outcome of this pending investigation, I did not uphold the values I've met for myself. I have for myself and the values of the Alabama football program. I am committed to learning and growing from this mistake, and I will work to earn back the trust of those who I have disappointed. So Pete Golding, Alabama, D.C., arrested for DUI. You had Vanderbilt defensive tackle Rayshon Wilkins, who nobody has ever heard of. He entered the portal. And then Alabama is going to make another coaching hire. They're bringing in Charlotte's Joe Cox as as its Mm. tight ends coach. Uh, Cox, a former Georgia starting quarterback and previously worked in the SEC as the receivers coach at South Carolina in 2020. Mm -hmm. Then went to be the Charlotte tight ends coach, and now he'll be the Alabama tight ends coach. That's a come up right there. That is a heck of a come up. The only other thing... I have to mention is tomorrow's basketball games around the SEC. Not as great as the basketball last week, but still some intriguing games, kind of. Uh, Kentucky, Alabama, the big one, 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Mississippi State at Arkansas at 8.30 p.m. on the SEC Network. That should be a good game as well. And and those are pretty much the, the good games for the day. You have Auburn at Georgia. At 1 o'clock, Tennessee at South Carolina, 1 o'clock on CBS. Mm. Ole Miss at Florida, 3.30 on the SEC Network. That'd be all right. That might be all right. Because of what Florida team shows up. And when Ole Miss team shows up. Missouri at Texas A&M, 4 p.m. on ESPN2. And then LSU at... Vanderbilt. That's good. That was good. Man. Six p.m. on the SEC Network. It was like it was like Casey and JoJo. Did we just become best friends? I think we did, man. I think we just became a band, a boy band. Ah, can we be a man band? Yeah. The the biggest game this weekend, as it relates to Tennessee, though, is the Lady Vols. They are in action on Sunday at Connecticut. 12 p.m. Eastern on Fox. Not feeling as good about this game as I was previously. Nope. So we'll see. Hopefully it's uh, just a, a bad week of basketball for the Lady Vols and not a sign that they peaked too early, like uh, like you mentioned earlier. Yeah, you play um, Connecticut, then you play um, Missouri and Vandy in Alabama, and then you go on the road to South Carolina on the 20th. So, Oops. Well, what's uh, really frustrating is that they were in the driver's seat to win the SEC, and they have just completely pissed it away. 
just yeah. completely ruined it. Yeah. Woo! Drama, drama, drama. Not at Tennessee. I'm here for it. Uh, good question, though, from Chip. It says, is the basketball team working with Spire? It just seems like uh, you don't hear anything about the basketball team and Spire working together like the baseball and football team are. Um, football and baseball team are working more with Spire, but, you know, Brandon Huntley Hatfield um, has has worked with Spire, and it is in season. I expect that to um, be addressed. I expect that to be addressed when the season is over. So, Spire is new, and people are still learning about uh, this NIL, and you, you listeners are still learning about Spire and what they can do, and people trying to figure out, all right, who's legit, who's not. I, I think the momentum that Spire has been able to create uh, – in the last couple of months have been during during basketball season. So uh, I think when basketball season is over and, and uh, you know, Rick and company can get with, with Spire and uh, kind of see how Spire can help, then I, I think that will change a little bit. We'll see. <clears throat> also, basketball, you know, there's less players too. So and the, I mean, there's some basketball players over there who are – Taking advantage of the NIL, yeah, just just with Spire because there there are there's a there's a another you know there's a couple different other entities and groups where um, some of the players are are working with those folks rather than Spire, and it, it like it's all good at the end of the day. It's about you know Tennessee taking advantage of the NIL and uh, our players being taken care of. So it's not like Spire's like, no, this is our territory. Like they don't really care. Uh, they just they just want to make sure that that we that that we we taking care of business, whether it's them or somebody else. So, but the answer Chip Haynes' question is, I think that will uh, change a little bit once the season is season is over. But there are more football players and more baseball players than than basketball. I think that has something with it too as, as well as uh, the timing of the season. Uh, Rodney Nostell says, how will the team dynamic be affected uh, in the case of Justin Williams getting paid but Small the start or not? Well, uh, I don't know what uh, if Small is, is not or not. I don't, I don't know. Um, he should, but I don't, I don't know. I do not know that I try not to, you know, be in the pockets of the players and, and, and know how much they're making. I Everybody wants to know the details. That's been driving me crazy. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to know. But this is what you do, though. This is what you do if you are a player. You get your money, and you shut up. Like you don't need to tell anybody what you're getting. I think that's also why Jimbo went on the rant that he did, so that the upcoming recruits in this next class. Don't just assume that, oh, yeah, I'm going to get that money. He's trying to kind of downplay the amount so that every recruit coming up doesn't think that they're going to get a million dollars from A&M or however much. I think that that also played into Jimbo going on his rent, trying to just downplay 
the, the, the amount that A&M gave, well, those associated with A&M the, the, gave. Yeah, best case scenario is like the collective is paying the players fairly based on their value. And the players within a team, whatever number they're getting, they keep it to themselves. That's the best case scenario. What could potentially happen anywhere in the country is, all right, well, I want to know what you're making to see if, you know, if I'm being paid fairly. I totally understand that. Like if I was working for a company or, you know, I was in the organization and, and, and I'm, I'm bringing as much value, if not more value, than somebody else and they're making more than me, like I might have a problem with that. But the, the best thing is for the players to be you know, paid fairly on their, on their value uh, and for the players to – you don't need to be walking around telling people how much you got like that. That is not smart, period. This is why a billionaire can walk past you and not even know it because they don't need to be a target. Like, don't allow yourself to be a target. Keep your business your business. You need to show out and, and let everybody know how much money you got. Like, hey, man, like, I, I get it. Y'all, y'all we friends. That's cool, but like, you don't need to know details about my pockets. I hope these these young dudes learn that real quick. Ain't nothing cool about sharing your what's in your pocket to somebody else, thinking it's cool. Because why they, why you think you're impressing them? What they really doing is scheming and plotting on how to get what's in your pocket. So keep that business to yourself. How long until players start holding out? Huh. I don't see that happening anytime soon. I, mean, I guess you could say the players that hit the transfer portal midseason, that was their version of holding out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't see players holding out. Holding out to go to UNLV. Yeah, I mean, you can, I guess you could just hit the transfer portal midseason. That would be a way of holding out. But, yeah, holdouts in professional is, is the player's not getting paid a salary of what he thinks he's worth. And he's going to hold out the training camp something like that uh, until he gets that guaranteed money. I don't see that. I don't see that happening. Hour three, powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com continues after this. is coming up on the Swain event. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. 
top 100 barbecue restaurant, Dead End Barbecue, is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. There is no better restaurant in town to enjoy the madness of March with. Cheer on the Vols and the Lady Vols with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knox Hill for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you, so you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. Hour 3 of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. One last segment here on the program for the week. Oh, man. I'm going to miss you, Ben. I'm going to miss you, man. You go, See ya. You're going to Alabama. Ooh. Not only am I going to Alabama. I love Huntsville. But South Alabama, oh. it's it's the butt crack of America. Oh, man. It, it's almost as disgusting of a butt crack as Columbia, South Carolina, which is where the Vols will be. 
tomorrow afternoon. I, I'll be in Mobile, and Mobile is not a fun place to be. Columbia, South Carolina is even a worse place to be. Everybody talks about Columbia, Missouri, and that being the worst town in the SEC. I can assure you that it is Columbia, South Carolina, that is the worst place in the SEC. When I went for the baseball series last May, I mean, I, I was severely unimpressed. I mean, it was, it was a dump. It was an absolute dump. There is nothing good about Columbia, South Carolina. Their, their, their baseball stadium, which is really nice, just in some random, wacky part of town. You had McDonald's employees fighting customers in, in the parking lot while I'm trying to get my food. You, you couldn't find anywhere to eat at all. I mean, it, it was just it was disgusting. Columbia, South Carolina was it was the the city was almost as disgusting as Frank Martin's basketball team. I mean, how do you go to a Final Four and then you don't want a daggum thing after going to a Final Four? You know, most people go to a Final Four and they parlay it into more success. They go get good recruits. They win even more games. They make more NCAA tournaments. Not Frank Martin and his terrible, sorry basketball program. They, they haven't even been back to the NCAA tournament since they made the Final Four. How is that possible? You know how bad you have to be to not go back to the NCAA tournament after you bad. make a Final Four? It's bad. It's bad. It's they got bad. Keyshawn Bryant disgracing Kobe Bryant, wearing 24, got the same initials, same last name, and he's just a disgrace to the Kobe Bryant legacy. Kobe, Kobe turns over in his grave when he watches Keyshawn Bryant play basketball. That's how bad he is. That's how bad he is. And he's their best player. 20-point win? 30. I mean, this, 15? This, this team is so bad that they may, they may break the all-time record for margin of victory. Yeah, this is this is going to be Frank Martin's probably last year, man. Poor, poor, poor Frank. Our last game against Frank. Yeah, it might, it might, it might be our last game against Frank. It may be our last game against Frank. It really, it really might be. But hey, man, you ask Carolina fans, they got this one in the bag because they are delusional. <laughs> they are delusional, 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 and it can't just be football. It has to carry over to basketball too. So my goodness, South Carolina fans are so delusional. That they think, because Shane Beamer is the football coach, that that means that they're going to beat Tennessee in basketball. That's how delusional South Carolina fans are. Man, they are very optimistic about about Shane Beamer and his finish. That they forgot that the team that beat them by multiple scores, that if this was a PlayStation game, like the game would have been cut off in the first quarter. Like, get off the sticks. It was 38-7. to like, it wasn't even a game. It was a stacked game for Tennessee. I, I guess Carolina fans forgot about that when they were celebrating winning against everybody else in the SEC after losing to Tennessee the way they did. Well, they're delusional. But we are not delusional when it comes to understanding how litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadway, roadways is not what we want because – Knowing these numbers and knowing this information, hopefully, will help us not put litter on the ground. And hey, you can pick it up. Maybe if it's not even yours, there are over a hundred pieces of, 
uh, litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways at any given time. Uh, 60% of water pollution is attributed to uh, litter. Uh, that is really bad for the environment, but you can do something about it. What you can do is join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Nobodytrashestennessee.com. Tennessee, South Carolina, tomorrow. What's the margin of victory, Ben? Seriously, are you seriously going 30? Uh, I'll say they win by 13. I like that number. Um, the Brady, how about Mattress Mac, the Texas furniture store owner, who is famous for throwing down big bets. He threw down $4.5 million for the Bengals. Ooh, Kevin Houston says Columbia is the worst city in the SEC. Have you forgotten about Gainesville and Tuscaloosa? Columbia and Gainesville are the two worst that I have been to. Tuscaloosa is not good either, but Columbia and and Gainesville are worst, worse, yep. not and, worst, but worse. Antonio Camardi, who uh, class two thousand three, by the way. Came out, went to went to Florida State. Was a dang great player uh, in, in the NFL. Most he, overrated recruiting class in the history of the recruiting sites. Stop. Yeah, he coaches at A uh, and M, Texas A and M, and I did see his post. I did see his post on Twitter. He said uh, about kids are more worried about how much money other kids got, and they asking to get what other players get. And uh, I saw that. I saw that. Message from Antonio Camardi, and I'm sure that's something that goes on in every locker room right now with the NIL. And you, you you have to be really good about educating these players and understanding, like, hey, man, this, it works best if we do it this way. It doesn't work best if we do it that way. And you, you have that conversation with them. You let them know and understand. Downtown Vol says, would you consider what Tyler Barron did Transfer portal holding out, though? No. I don't consider that holding out. I would consider that free agency and exploring his other options. Yeah, I would consider that holding out. Um, No. Bruce in South Carolina says, some billboards in Greenville, South Carolina, there's pictures of... uh, Don Staley and the football coach, Frank Martin Pitcher, is nowhere uh, to be found riding on the wall. Yes, it's over, Frank Martin. But he'll be okay. He'll get a job. If he wants one, he may be tired. Yeah, he, he may. He looks tired. Yeah, he may be tired. Brandon B., man, shoot me a, a message, either email or, or DM. Uh, Ready. So I can, so we can communicate. I can't go back and forth with you on. On the uh, on the text box, so send me an email or or give me a shout on on Twitter or DM me, and then uh, we will we'll make it happen. Make it do what it do. The basketball knockout with John Fulkerson is like Kai Ziegler. I've already gotten you know a couple people reach out to. Uh, I have a couple tickets, uh, so I've had a couple people reach out wanting those tickets, and it's first come first serve. So. Got a few more, so uh, if you want to take your 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 child, ages six and up, uh, to the NIL event there at Dick's Sporting Sporting Goods, 
uh, Sunday at 2 p.m. We got that slot locked down, and um, you can go play knockout with John Fulkerson and Zakai Ziegler, 2 p.m. on Sunday. So give me a give me a shout if you want to go. I'll let you know uh, if you are one of the first ones to uh, be able to get the free tickets. Thanks to our listener, uh, DC Vol Girl, Vol Girl DC, or DC Vol Girl. Let me make sure that I. Uh, is uh, on point. DC Vol Girl, uh, who reached out on on uh, yesterday and wanted to donate those tickets and pay for them, so that way young Vol fans can be able to go experience a uh, little, little little game of basketball with Zakai Ziegler and John Fulkerson. That'll be that'll be fun. I hope Zakai don't let the kids win. I hope he he beats them. I'm sure he will. Dudes like Zakai hard to beat and gotcha. And, punch out because if they miss the first shot they're so fast they'll get the rebound and go lay it up but John Fulkerson might be tough too because he's tall and um, just block the shot cheap that's what I would do if I was Fulkerson I just blocked all the kids shots nobody winning nobody winning you can win men if you uh, reach out to the low T center and feel like yourself again uh, low T center uh Specializes in men health, men's health. Go to their website, lowtcenter.com, and see how it's easy to make your health a priority with the Low T Center team. A lot of people talking about testosterone, but do your homework and make sure you go to a provider that you can trust. I recommend Low T Center. Uh, I have been trusting Low T Center for several years, and there's many, many reasons why. Very thorough. Awesome staff, very, very um, informative. The process is quick, very easy, simple, affordable, and convenient options for you, including monitored self-inject treatments that are shipped directly to your home. Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Ben, man, we'll find out here in a couple hours whether you're going to be a girl dad or a boy dad. That's right. And, uh, man, we hope you... Uh, have a great time and, and just a really, really cool moment for you and your family. And I uh, hope that you travel safely to Mobile and back. What's your prediction? Oh, I got Tennessee. Tennessee. Oh, my baby, you fool. Tennessee by double digits. <laughs> um, I'm predicting that you are going to have a girl. Are you going to set up a parlay? the sex and whether I hit the ball, whether yeah. it's pitched to where I can hit it. Or... Yeah, I, I, I think um, – I don't think Savannah's going to give you a good pitch. <laughs> yeah, I'm worried about that. And um, I think you'll make contact, but it's not going to be, like, clean contact. I don't need cl- – I, I just need contact. It, yeah. it theoretically busts when I when I make the contact. I, I don't think you're going to hit the, the balloon or whatever with the barrel or the bat. I think you're going to hit it with, like, the – what they call that? The, the shaft at the, the bottom? Sh- the shaft. Yeah, so I think you're going to hit it with that. Um, and you'll still get the powder, but it's going to be pink powder. I hope it's blue powder. <laughs> Me too. I hope it's blue, but I think it's going to be pink, man. Swain event, fueled by Daddy and Barbecue. Peace and love. Great, have a great weekend.